In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Hi there, this is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Joining me in, uh, hang on a second, in studio is, there you go, ah, there we are. Uh, joining me in studio is Nicholas Storella Castro. I did it. I was the new city, sort of new city manager of Barry City, and we're going to be talking about Barry City, one of my favorite cities. Everybody knows I love Barry City. Um, so welcome. Good morning, Pat. It's great morning. to be here. Nice to meet you in person. So, um, I love this. You are the chief administrative official for the city of Barry. I read that somewhere and copied it. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your background and when you became city manager? Sure. So uh, I started July 2022. Uh, so I've been in the position for just uh, over over a year. Great. Joined uh, the city of Barry from New York City. I'd been in New York uh, doing a, a series of jobs, um, moved down there to uh, oversee the Department of Education budget. Uh, we oh. have an Office of Management and Budget in New York City, just like Washington does. Yeah. Um, and so I was in charge of uh, Department of Education in CUNY, which massive budgets. Exactly. The DOE budget is $30 billion wow. as a $15 billion capital plan. It's a, it's bigger than some state budgets in oh and of itself. So it was a it was a good learning experience, I to bet say it the was. least. Yeah, and then I did a couple of other um, sort of connected positions. I was there at the end of the last mayoral administration, and they had some projects they wanted to get done. So I moved to sort of a project management role. They were trying to insource school busing. So this is one of those little nuances of New York City that school busing is fully contracted. Right. It's a $2 billion operation. The city wanted to bring it in because there's very little oversight. So I worked on a, the acquisition of a bus company uh, huh. that we uh, then ran as a nonprofit affiliated with the city. And once the acquisition was completed, I moved over to the school busing nonprofit, which, again, because it's New York City, the scale is massive. So it's oh, I can't even imagine. It's 1,000 buses. <laughs> it's 2,000 employees. It's a $160 million operation, five depots. I mean, it, it's everything in New York is just bigger. Right, so Bigger, bigger. Yeah. So then, um, you know, was looking for – I went to grad school for public administration looking to be in city municipal management. Uh, and so – that's when we started to look for opportunities uh, in, in that in that in that field. Um, my family is familiar with this part of the uh, this ge- this part of the geography yeah. of the country. We have uh, we were in upstate New York before New York City. My in laws have a place at Scroon, and so the geography of Vermont is similar and right. familiar. So we were looking for a, a place to slow down, yeah. so Excellent. to speak. And um, so that's that's how and I ended you up found in there. housing here. Very fortunate, very wow. fortunate. We were, um, you know. We had set up the uh, the alerts on the apps, so every time a, a house came up in Barry, because I have to by charter, I have to live in the yes, city. Yes, you do. Yeah. Right. So every time a house came up, we were you know looking at the notifications. I remember the we the the house we ended up buying came up on an alert while we were driving on the thruway, <laughs> and we saw it and we called our realtor and we made one visit. We you know like every other house in Barry and Vermont, bidding war. 
Right. Um, and very fortunately, we, we, we were able to buy it and we're, we're right. very happy. Yeah. And did you get impacted by the flood like the North End folks? We that did was not. tragic. Yeah, absolutely tragic. And, and we, we didn't, fortunately, um, we're, we're on the south end of the city, oh. a little bit higher up. And so we were Good. lucky. We, we ended up getting, I don't even like, feel like it's, it's good to talk about. We ended up getting a little bit of water later in the summer just because of all the saturation and the right, rain. And so, right. but I'm talking, Pat, a, a little section of carpet right. of the oh. size of the studio got wet. So it's right. really nothing. Right. Um, we got water on our street. Um, we had mud on our street, but yeah. very fortunately, um, our, our house was spared. Um, That's great. Yeah. Good for, well, I'm glad for that because yeah. when I was in the legislature at the time, it was Berlin and part of Barry City. Uh, the, my district, and it was all the North yeah. End people, and I love them. They are wonderful folks, hardworking. Absolutely. They just, you know. And they've been hit again yeah, and oh, again and again. For sure. Yeah. Some of them just look like I'm sure they're not going to move back in. Some of them they can't. No, there's there's going to be lo- loss of housing down there, yeah. and uh, and it's really unfortunate. Historic neighborhood, and like you said, a lot of hardworking people. Right. A lot of people. These are family homes. A lot of them passed down. Yeah. For many people, it's their only really big fixed asset. So yeah. um, just yeah. tragic on many fronts. They were always gracious to me when I do yeah. the door knocking. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, several ha- several families in one one dwelling, and a lot of them yes. are single homes. So yeah. uh, lots of folks down there. So I was talking – well, we were talking before the show – there's just a very few stores that are not open yet, and some are not going to open. But for the most part, Barry's uh, open for business. Yeah, we we are, and and I think it's a, it's a testament to the the merchants we have, the hardworking people. Yep. They um, really came back strong, um, and we lost a couple businesses. Mr. Z's, uh, I right. believe, is not coming back. They were in right at 62 in Maine, and they were that's underwater. Where the, that's where the water yeah, came, right? Exactly. Right. Well, they moved down to the Twin City uh, Bowling Alley. They're there. Yeah, because that's. That's right near my house, and we've been there a bunch. Yeah, and we're going to miss them. It's, I'm glad they're in the area. I know Desro Machines is right on Granite and River Street, and again, right right near the water. Right. You can still see the water line on the side of their building. They have specialized machines, so they're they're moving, I believe, up to Berlin. Um, but luckily, um, you know, folks are back, um, and, yeah. and it's really a testament to to their the grit of the people of the city. I, yeah. I remember those early days, um, you know, coming back to the office behind. Nelsons right. and seeing just a bucket brigade of people lined right. up getting buckets of muck. Bob was on my show. I had him come on and he was wonderful. Very, very appreciative as all of the owners yeah. are for all the volunteers. But I'm, I'm going to put in a little plug here before yeah. we go on. I hope everybody buys local. Here's the reason why, and I've said this before on this show, um, this is the fourth quarter for most businesses and this is where they make their money so they can get them through the first couple of months of the new year, which is a slow season. So if you don't buy local, there may be some that won't make it through till spring. So it's incumbent upon us to go downtown, right? I absolutely agree. And, and you know, I think the beauty of it is living in a community like ours. We know who owns the businesses. The money stays right. in our community. We know who works there. That money just keeps recycling um, and stays and stays here. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think it's a small state like ours. It's hard to um, think that there may not be enough options or, poss- or for, for uh, shopping, but it's in our hands literally right, to right. shop at those businesses, keep you know, make them stronger. So um, 
totally agree with that. That's great. You must have gotten impacted a little bit in the municipal offices, did you not, in the basement? We did. We did. Down so, by the wine cellar, that's yeah. what I called it when I – Yes. <laughs> looks like a wine cellar. Yes, it does. And we, we – so right the the back uh, entrance of City Hall by where the opera house entrance is, right. the lobby was um, – was damaged there. We had some tiles come up. The engineer's office, For public sure. works, was damaged. Um, we had water in the boiler room. Luckily, the boiler survived. Um, we actually, we also ended up taking damage at the public safety building. Oh, uh, which, that's right in the flood right zone. Right in the north end. And actually, they got they ended up getting flooded from behind the building because of a, a landslide and a, uh. a, a plugged culvert. Oh. So they ended up getting water through the police side of the building. Uh, so that's under repair now. Our public works garage, which has been in rough shape for decades that's now. That's sort of a disgrace if I it use is, that word. Absolutely, and it, it, is, <coughs> it is high on our priority to, you know, it, it's a morale issue. I, I have a hard time. Thinking, you know, our employees are showing up to work in a really difficult spot. Yeah. So that's that's high on the priorities for myself and our public works director. But they took feet of mud, you know. Yeah. And um, so so we all of our, you know, the Wheelock building, which no longer is a city building, but was at the time, was flooded at the basement. The only facility that wasn't mm-hmm. impacted was the Civic Center, which, of course, is high right, up on high, the hill. Right, yeah. and, and that was used for the For the folks. shelter. Right. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's making me cough. Um you also have – I love this. You have an assistant city manager. Yes, That's something new. It's new. It's something – it's an appointment that I made uh, shortly after starting my position. Uh, Dawn's terrific. She was Great. the finance director. Um, she is the first call I make on a difficult subject. She's the last call I make on a difficult Excellent. subject. Um, you know, involved in everything from – uh, our labor union negotiations, personnel matter. She's our point person with Great. FEMA. I think she would say, you know, she gets all the hard stuff that I don't feel like doing. <laughs> works for me. <laughs> it works really great for me. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm but, coughing. Yeah, she's, and now we're doing our FY25 budget. Don and I are working hand in hand um, on that. So she's really, she's got her hands in the most important that's things great. that are impacting our residents. Oh, that's excellent. Good. I, you really do need help. It's yes. busy, that yeah. job. So flood hits. Um, you get hit a little bit um, in the building. Um, Love the mud in Barry. I tried to help somebody out. I lasted an hour. Yeah. I'm old and couldn't lift it was, that. It was like cement. It was very labor intensive. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so what did um, what were you busy doing um, helping everybody else and the council? Were they uh, downtown working too? I hope there were. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the the immediate response. You know, I, I, the the first calls we got for were for how to help, which was really right. um, you know great to, right. to hear that. You know, how can we help? What can we do? Uh, our first priorities um, were debris. We had we knew there was right. going to be a lot of debris, um, and, and I guess unfortunately I, I have many talented people who've been through this before, right? So, <laughs> sad so they but knew, true. Sad but true. So they knew sort of the right. what the pinch points were going to be. Now the other so debris was number one. We knew there's going to be a lot of it, and right. we need to find ways to get get it out of here. Um, we also were under a boil water advisory for the oh, first cor- week and a half after yes. the flood. Oh. So. Water became drinking water became a huge priority right away because of a citywide boiled water advisory. We weren't sure when it was going to lift, and so pe- here we have people dealing with everything else, and on top of that, they can't drink the right. water out of if the they tap. have a electricity to get exactly. the stove working. Oh exactly. God. So that became um, another pressing issue. Um, we quickly stood up the auditorium parking lot as a staging ground for all the relief organizations right. so that people could come get food, water, cleaning supplies. That was, um, you know, right up there with debris as, as priority 1B, so to speak. Um, and then we mobilized every resource we had to the north end. The north end we knew immediately was the, the hardest spot hit. 
Um, the mud left behind, as you mentioned, was thick. It was everywhere. And it made for a very labor-intensive pickup. So our flood was very different from Montpelier. So right. I'm not saying either was better than the right. other. They're both terrible. Right. Montpelier had higher water. Their water mostly got to the first floor in many places. Our water stayed mostly in basements. But when the water left Montpelier, it left. When it left Barry, it left behind yeah. feet of mud. That right? was so, so gross. Yeah, and so we needed heavy equipment down there to clean that up. Our North Main Street, I don't know if you remember, Pat, but from basically 62 all the way to the police station was completely ripped right. up. There was nothing right. left of it. It was closed for two, three weeks afterwards. Um, so that's what we did. We, we made sure we got independent uh, debris haulers to start right. going through the right. hardest hit areas. And that's, you know, that's one of the decisions that was difficult. We weren't, we're not sure if we're going to get FEMA reimbursement. We didn't bid it. We just knew we needed someone to go pick it up. But it was an emergency. We couldn't get... You got to do it, right? Um, you got to do it. We couldn't right. get fire trucks. We couldn't police vehicles through certain parts of the city because of the debris. I had a resident tell me, look, that was the best thing you did because I had just lost a box of family relics. Right. The last thing I wanted to do was to be looking at them on my lawn, rotting away for oh. weeks, right? So I think it was also from like a trauma standpoint, it was good right. to just help Well, people. your whole life gets yeah. destroyed in yeah. what, a, a couple hours? Yeah, gone. yeah. So it was really, you know, it was debris. Um, it was water and food, and it was just opening up the, the north end were, were the first three priorities we you had. You know what surprised me the most? I've said this a thousand times, and I'm sure I'm getting boring. Books, when they got filled with water, they were like br- picking up bricks. Yes. I, yes. Could, I tried to do that, too. I couldn't do it. I'm, just this age <laughs> thing gets in the way sometimes. But anyway, um, it looks great, this city. Yes. Know. But they still need help, people. The- a lot of help, and, you know, and, and if you um, even a few weeks after the the flood, you know, if you drove around the south end of the city, you wouldn't have known that anything devastating right, happened. Right. And uh, even Main Street, we got you know, Main Street came back pretty quick. I think it was part of our stiff upper lip response. Right, I right. to think of it, sort of the the berry blue collar. You yep. know, just um, do it. Just do it exactly. There's still a lot of people who are in the midst of this recovery. You drive through the right. north end. If you drive on Scampini Square, Divine Street. Oh, uh, Representative um, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. That home was so cute. It was back beautiful. In that, back just, in that section, gone. What a great spot. Yeah. And, and just gone. And you know, Peter made the decision to get out quick. He, yeah. he knew this one looked different than all the other ones he'd been through. Good for him. But um, you know, if you drive through Scampini, Vine Street, the North End, there's still people in the midst of the recovery. There's still people who are struggling. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that just, just shows the power right. of, of how, how devastating this flood was. I know housing is a huge issue in Barry. I had the people from Barry Up come on. Yes. They're doing a fabulous job, seems to me. They're doing wonderful work. They're doing great. They're <clears throat> doing, uh, yeah. you know, I think they, they stood up a, an organization very quickly. Right. Uh, they're housed right in this, in the old police department at City oh, Hall. Really? We, oh, we okay. refurbished it so that they would have a nice central oh, location cool. to work out of. Um, and, and I think they're really going to fill some gaps. They're starting to um, work with Youth Build, as they may have mentioned, right. um, to to help some of those people in the city that still need um, work done on their homes. We have an organization that moved into where I live on Vine Street, mm-hmm. speaking of Vine Street in Berlin. It's Hope Something, and they're here to help. The Hope Coalition. Hope Coalition, yes. right. And they moved into the, uh, the church that uh, is there, the school. And um, they're here to help build and rebuild. And, yes. And I thought that was great. They're I mean, doing great work. So they, yeah. um, they're 
um, working more Washington countywide, which is oh, terrific. Okay, and right. so they're, they're still doing Berry City, but yeah. I know their focus is um, also broader th- yeah. to the communities that frankly need the help that they yeah. don't have a Berry up to, to help them. Right. So Berry yeah. Up's going to really focus on the city. We here are focused on Barry and Barry. Um, well, Berlin got hit. Yes. My city got My town got hit. Waterbury, that, that immediate area, but it's all over. It's all over. There, there's... When Montpelier Alive posted a picture, I was here, I was working for the state in 1991 or two when they had that flood, but that was more State Street and Main Street. Mm-hmm. This was everywhere. Everywhere. I yeah. could not believe it. Yeah, and we had, you know, there's, there's pockets of the city that um, were hit that I don't know where the Courier Park area was oh, was really? really hit hard. Cliff Street came up, you know, also had to be completely repaved. I so guess so, because all the streets go down to they Courier Park. They go down Park. there, yeah. Lovely. I hope that's okay to be used again, because I love they, going to the concerts. Yes, they, they, it was it was up. We had to cancel two or three concerts, but we were back and having the oh, concerts by the end great. of the summer. Yeah. And I hear you're getting some new – you guys are going to be the new uh, restaurant uh, place to go. And yes. A couple of new restaurants are Co- moving in. A couple of new places moving in, so um, very excited. Um, I know Fox Market, they do food. They're going to come into the the old Wheelock building Great. that was sold to them. So it will be a new location on Main Street. I know Tally's is opening in the old Albashan building. Oh, nice. Uh, so this is sort of a, a gaming bar. Um, and so, yeah, just very excited awesome. about and, – and those those two in particular were um, – People who had plans to come to Barry before the flood, they were both both buildings were damaged, and they're still coming back, That's great. which I think is terrific. Um, and you've got all these um, uh, Barry up people had a, a forum, mm-hmm. and they're going to take all those ideas and probably run it through the council or put a group together like Montpelier did to come up with some restructuring ideas. And um, I know moving cities out of the downtown is probably not ever going to happen, but um, but rethinking where where you build in the yeah. city. Absolutely. I think we got a lot of good feedback. Um, you know, a lot of the issues we know, we, we know we need more housing. We right. know our infrastructure is out of date. We know there's a lot of deferred maintenance. Um, so those are things that it was good to get the pulse from the community. Um, I, I think the other thing that's going to quickly rise up, the, the obviously the prioritization, is the mitigation because we, these floods are just becoming right. so much more right. frequent. And we had done mitigation uh, after the the previous manager, Steve McKenzie, had done some mitigation on Brook Street, right. um, which held really well for for large parts of this flood. It just this was just yeah. too much. Yeah, it somebody was. told me that that the the changes that were made after the last flood yes. really held up. They did absolutely. Um, so, so now we have other areas. We have gather. other areas, and and you know up until three thirty on that fateful Monday, um, we were doing okay. We were checking all of our oh. our areas, our our, our areas of concern. We were checking the trash racks. We had had staff on Sunday cleaning the trash racks, cleaning culverts. And until 3.30, we were good. But the problem is that the storm lingered Mm -hmm. and the water kept rolling down the hills. All summer, that's all we had pretty much was rain. So the water was saturation. No place to go. Yeah. And and right at 3.30, once when those those banks came out, that was it. Right. That was it. So the governor came before the council with a redevelopment idea. That was I thought that was interesting. For it sure. was He's great. a Barry boy for sure. He is. He is. Say. Yeah, uh, it, it's been terrific. You know, the state's the state's response has been great. I, I I can't say enough about our state partners throughout this process. Um, you know, from from the early stages of the recovery when they were deploying resources, we had AO, Secretary Flynn and AOE, AOT great. did a whole Barry Volunteer Day where they they cleaned parks. The governor himself oh. has been oh, reseeding yeah. parks. Right. I mean, it's been really terrific. Now, this this vision for the North End, very excited about this. Um, you know, we know this was the, the ground zero for, for where um, we were hit the hardest. 
Um, and, and you know, one of, one of my, as I think about this, it would be a missed opportunity if we don't address the housing issues we had before the flood. We're going to lose housing because of this flood, right. plenty of it. We already had a housing crunch before this flood happened. I think what's really compelling about the governor's concepts and vision that he's presented is that it would create between 200, 300 new units. Wow. And that's exactly what we need. We had, you know, Pat, back at uh, this spring when the end of the general assistance program was coming, people were leaving the motels. We had 387 people in Washington County that had no place to go. Uh, so if we can add, imagine if we can add 200, 300 units in Barrie. Perfect. Imagine a green space in that part of the city you represented that doesn't really yeah. have a green space, a, a soccer field. Yeah, there's no place for kids to play. That'd exactly. Be so yeah. it would check off a lot of boxes um, for us. You know, the, the vision's you know, and the and the vision's great. The vision at its core is. Dense urban housing, right, which is what Barry's about. It's green space, which that area desperately needs, um, and mitigation, which we know right, is right. necessary. So I think um, it's going to be hard to prepare for a north end that doesn't look like the north end did on July 9. Um, but I think that the governor's concepts are, are right on because they're, right. I think it's it's what's missing on uh, in that part of the city. Well, even if some people don't totally agree, at least it got the conversation exactly. something to look at and exactly. comment on. And at the end, something great will come. And, and we're we're going to do public engagement. Pat right. Moulton and I are, are going to brief the council tonight on an engagement plan. We you know want to hear from the community. We're not you know we're not doing this on our own. Um, but I think when you Get it down to the, the high-level themes that have been presented, which is mitigation, housing. Right. Um, those are those are winners for for Barry. For sure, that's great. Um, I just I I just I love Barry. I don't know. I just I love shopping there, and um, I always make a commitment at Christmas time that I will shop in Barry and Montpelier and stay away from. My computer. <laughs> I make that commitment every year. I don't know how I'm, I'm not sometimes not totally um, accomplish that, but we try. Um, and especially this year, it's a real important thing. It's to a get, big year to do get it. Get yeah. downtown. Yes. Um, so I'm assuming you're getting a lot of funding from the feds. Uh, I know SBA has been on my show. FEMA has been mm-hmm. on my show. And the governor kept saying, please report everything you have because the more damage the more funding so but anyway so we've talked about the flood we've talked about everybody back in business we've talked about you having to buy local um you must have um some book uh, some book some projects on the book that probably have had to stall a little bit because of funding yes and and resources absolutely i mean we, (laughs) we we just went through a difficult budget uh, creation process with the staff. We're presenting our draft to the council tonight, ah. and it's it's very difficult. Um, you know, and and we had for the first time in Barry's history, we had a capital improvement plan. We had listed all of our projects. We had plans for how you know we had prioritized them, and we had made some great progress last year in the first year of the plan. We had right. really checked off. We checked off the things we were we said we were going to do. And we had some some great momentum for it. Unfortunately, those things are going to have to take a back seat. So I, I think the biggest one that we've had to delay is uh, you might remember Pat we got 3.5 million dollars from Senator Sanders oh, right, as right. a earmark a right. couple of year, uh, last year to fix the auditorium which is a gem and right. it needs upgrades to the HVAC air conditioning we were going to make it an all season facility nice. so we needed to come up with about 2.8 million as a match and I can't go to the 
No. Voters. Right? Yeah. I can't go to the voters and say, give us 2.8 million for this right. when we have so many millions of needs for the right. flood. So right. that one's, luckily we don't lose the year mark. Luckily we can, it'll stay right. for us and we can, we can pick right. it up when the time is Because that is, is a gem. There's very Absolutely. few facilities that size with parking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what a deal. It's, it's a great spot and it, this was going to modernize it. It was going to fix some critical systems. So that's, that's the big one. You know, we, we've had some other things. Our capital plan is everything from roof replacements to Boilers, HVAC, um, you know, we had, you know, expanding culverts. It, it has everything listed. Those things are going to take a step back. We're going to delay purchases of vehicles because, you know, those are just not as, as high priority as right. they were, right? right? And so if we had the resources, we were going to do it. Now that we have to think twice about everything, we have to make those difficult decisions. The, right. the odd one is the one that hurts the most because I know we were right on the cusp of, of making that right. building really terrific. Real showcase. Yeah. It? yeah. And it's still great. It just yep. would have made it a four season. We could have, you know, with yeah. air conditioning there, you can open it in the yep. summer and, and do a lot maybe more. Maybe fix the uh, kitchen, update it yes. a little bit. That looks a yes. little dreary. It does. It, and it takes some of the use out of it, yeah. uh, which is which is unfortunate. Good for you. I hope that does come. But I was talking to somebody who is known for his generosity the other day. And I said, I'm, I hate asking for money because yeah. how do you make the decision – you know all these business owners. You know the town. You yeah. know people need everything. Yes. And how do you make that decision? And who do you give money to with the whole the whole area hurting? It's really a, a serious. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a Sophie's choice in the worst sense of it because every community yep. has so many pressing needs yep. and. Um, and, and, and we're in that same position with our budget. We're going to present a very austere budget to the council tonight. Right. And, and the real challenge for us is the impacts to the grand list. So we've oh, cut, we've cut $467,000 from our budget, which is a $14 million budget. Right. That is a big chunk of, of savings. The problem is if we assume that all these damages to the grand list, we're going to be, uh, you know, abating a lot of property right, taxes. Right. Our revenues are going to tank. And so yep. it's a very austere budget. We're, we're looking to things that residents have come to expect, the bulky waste, the yard waste, those basic services that people rely on every year. Right. All of a sudden, in the context of a crisis like this, they have to go because right. so much of our budget is fixed, as you know. Yeah, we have, sure. It's fourteen million. We got to mm-hmm. pay the staff. We have right. collective bargaining agreements. Right. We have to put fuel right. in the fire truck and the police cruisers. Right. We have to have an email system, right? Yeah. When you when you get down to your budget and you go line by line, what do you cut? The paper? We're actually cutting the color copy budget. Whoa! We, we get charged seven cents per color copy. So tonight, oh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot place. of money. Yeah. Right. And so tonight, when I give my PowerPoints to the council, they're going to get black oh, and white. I have to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch. Uh, that's interesting. So I wanted, I looked on the website, um, which has gotten much better over the years. I don't know who's in charge of that, but it's pretty cool. Oh, good for you. Thank you for that. Anyway, you've got a, you've got a couple of committees, councils, but I just wanted to talk about sure. a little bit, um, which are different than a lot of other towns that I've dealt with. You obviously have the cemeteries, mm-hmm. which of course uh, uh, and the Barry Granite Museum you or somebody from they Barry sit on, Yeah, on. I think it's Mark Jardy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Mark. Well, he'd be yeah. perfect. Um, anyway, uh, and that's certainly the gems of Barry City. A lot of tourists yes. come to Hope and 
Um, a lot of tourists at Hope. It's and they 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 finished up a great infrastructure project this summer, right on Route 14. The state did some improvements to the road. Oh, nice. The oh, yes, infrastructure right. and yep. it looks beautiful up yep, there now. They does. did a terrific job. So Hope's back. We also had you know Hope Hope had a hard, uh, a hard spring. We had the grubs. I don't oh, know if you remember the spring. We yes, had I do. Grub infestation. Yep. So we had to invest in right. some lawn care, and it's back. I think it's looking much better. Good. Um, but hope is you know the other the other hidden gem which I live near is uh, Elmwood which is you That's, know let's got that the girl with the lace dress yeah and, uh, I forget what the name is there but the the history behind each of those headstones yep. <clears throat> every time I have company coming in from New York. I tell them we're going to Hope Cemetery, and they look at me like I've lost my little yes. marbles. And then, of course, they see it. Yes, <clears throat> and, and, you, they, and they and know they why you brought them there. Exactly, yes. it's amazing. Great. Anyway, then you also have, and I've never understood this, even though I've worked for Barry. The cow pasture <laughs> stewards. What is the cow? Pa- I honestly, I don't. I think it was embarrassed to ask. So the cow pasture is a beautiful. It's it's basically our, our city forest. It's up at the end of Maplewood. Um, it is a it is a great spot. I love going there. Um, it's the loop, you know. I and I should know this. The loop is maybe a mile and a quarter. It's not a very long loop, oh. but it's a really great walk. You, you cross a creek, um, so it's it's basically our version of a town forest. And we we actually recently expanded it. Um, we purchased the old Ford property, which was vacant across right. from Maplewood, and we expanded the cow pasture. So we're going to have additional Where trails is up the, there. Is there an entrance to the cow pasture? I don't even know that. I'll right at the end it. of Maplewood. So if you go right oh, to the end of Maplewood, keep... you keep going to the end. There's a parking spot, um, okay. three, four vehicles. And then we're actually – the cow pasture committee has done a great job. They secured a grant that we're going to purchase some additional parcels nice. from the Ford uh, family to expand um, parking options. But you come up Maplewood, just go, keep going right to the end. Excellent, thank and, you. Uh, and that's where you find it. And it's, there's it's a paths. Great spot. And, there's a and dogs are okay. Really good paths. Yeah, I, I'm now a dog person since oh, I moved to Vermont. So now careful. I take my dog up there. If they've got cute eyes, you're in big trouble. <sighs> I know, he's, he's really <laughs> been a, a, a challenge. But, that's great. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, a beautiful, it's great paths, really well marked. Yep. Um, not a long loop, but a beautiful, that's beautiful hike. We have a caller, Dan Barlow, on the line, but I'm going to ask Dan just to wait a minute because I wanted to ask our guest to talk about the Homeless Task Force and perhaps a new hire in Barry City who we all know. Yes, we're very excited. Tess Taylor, uh, former state representative for Barry City, um, she joined the city as our homelessness and housing liaison. Uh, this is a position that's grant funded by the state. It's an 18 month position, which just perfect for test. This is right yep. up her alley, um, helping people, being involved with the community, working with the faith community, working with, um, Good Samaritan. Um, so she's funded by the, the, the funding that the state put together, uh, last spring, um, as the general assistance program was ending. And, um, she's, she's just hit the ground running. Yeah. We're so happy to have her. I know she and I go to the same church together and she was so excited yeah. to start because it's right up her alley. This is, this so, job was, you know, yeah, perfect made, made for, for her. her. It's made for her. It's exactly. What she's, yeah. It's what she's supposed to be doing. That's great. Um, so uh, we have Dan Barlow on and I know that our guest knows Dan. Uh, Dan, you want to jump in and join us? I'm here. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Thanks for waiting for just a minute. Dan has some information that uh, uh, we'd like to share with you. Uh, Dan is head of uh, People's Health and Wellness and was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, Dan, go, oh, I know what. So I think on uh, Halloween Day, right, you were yes, talking about cemeteries. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Nicholas is on here, too. Maybe you could talk about what you wanted to share with our listeners. 
Yeah, thanks, Pat. So, um, you know, I know folks are having um, a hard time finding COVID vaccines this year. Um, so we are proud to announce that um, every Saturday uh, throughout the end of the year, uh, People's Health and Wellness Clinic will be hosting a, a walk-in vaccination clinic uh, at our headquarters at 51 Church Street in downtown Barrie. So every Saturday until the end of the year from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., we'll have uh, volunteer doctors and nurses on, on hand to um, to COVID vaccine. Vaccinations. Uh, the one asterisk is that um, to be eligible for uh, these vaccines, uh, you have to be 18 plus and be uninsured, uh, including not being on uh, either Medicare or Medicaid. Um, so if you are uninsured and you are 18 plus and you're looking for a place to get the COVID vaccine, uh, give us a call here at 479-1229 uh, if you want some more information or just pop into the clinic uh, any Saturday between um, uh, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. and we can get you vaccinated. Excellent. Thank you. And I'm sure Nicholas will help spread the word. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, Pat, I had my first bout with COVID a couple of weeks ago. Did you? I'm not first... on wood. I haven't had it oh, yet. Oh, please. Yeah. It's Go. bad, right? It's bad. It was yeah. bad. And, and I, I had avoided it for three years. So I, I encourage everyone, get your shot. Get your shot. You don't want this. It's still right. really awful. Um, and... Uh, so go. go see Dan. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The city manager is absolutely correct. I also had my first bout of COVID back in September. Oh. Um, uh, my partner still has a cough, um, um, you know, from that as well. Um, so it's um, it's real. It's uh, the new new variant is pretty strong, um, and uh, this is you know a, a great protection uh, against um, either getting it or or um, you know also keeping the uh, the symptoms uh, to be minimal. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm just not gone with neither my husband or I have had it. I don't understand. Good for you. Yeah. Must be our they've taken pity on us because of our age, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but I haven't had it. And I've been around it. Yeah, it, it's, as was I. I was in New York City in March 2020. You know, I was riding the subway well, right yeah. to that last week of the, the of the closure, and uh, yeah. I'd avoided it. Luckily, my so far my kids are the only two in the family who haven't gotten it. But um, well, let's it, hope it's, not. It's uh, it's no joke, um, yeah. and uh, I you know we happy to promote this and, and get the word out because Great. it's it's. It's a, it, just get your shot, protect yourself and others. That's great. Dan, you've got the posters around town, or how uh, are you advertising some, this? Yeah, we do have some posters around town, and we push this out over social media. And we're, um, great. You know, the Vermont Department of Health has been great. The, uh, and this is actually partly funded through a grant from the Vermont Department of Health, so we're very uh, thankful for that support as well. Excellent. Thanks for calling in, Dan. Nice to talk to you. You too, Pat. Thank right. you so much. We'll see you. Thanks. Okay, bye. Okay, so we're back, and Nicholas and I are still talking I'm, Barry's sort of famous for all its big events. Do you have any things? Because I know a lot of things had to be canceled because of uh, COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, we we do, Pat. We have so the the Barry Partnerships doing a great job this holiday season. Last year, you might remember uh, Tracy uh, started from scratch a holiday. Yeah, yeah, Tracy Lewis started from scratch a craft fair at oh. the auditorium. Uh, to replace the one that we lost from the Guild. Right. Huge success last year. It is back this oh, year. Nice. We are very excited. Saturday and Sunday of Thanksgiving week, so that's the 25th uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and the 26th Excellent. Sunday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come to the Barry Auditorium. I understand she has even more vendors this year. Great. Um, so great place to do your holiday shopping there you as go. well. Bring cash. So bring cash. <laughs> uh, start downtown. Head your way yeah. up. You know, have lunch in uh, you know one of our restaurants. Go up the hill. A lot of things to do this weekend uh, in Barrie uh, to get some of your holiday shopping done. You know, I uh, our fire chief. You may know. I'm going to plug his. He's a he, he. He does all sorts of 
work. He has goat soap. I buy his goat soap. Oh, no. So oh, that go must see be Chief smooth. Cushman. It is great. It's scented. You oh. can get all sorts of stuff. So you'll see Chief Cushman cool. there um, and many other terrific vendors. Uh, it's going to be bigger than last year. Nice. They use the top floor and the basement. Excellent. So Holiday Craft Fair, Mary Berry Holidays Craft Fair, Berry Auditorium. You can find Tracy does a good job Mary on her Barry. Facebook. Yes. Is that cute or what? It's perfect. And then Saturday, also the 25th, we have, we're lighting up the city. Uh, so you can get horse-drawn carriages throughout the day. Nice. Um, at 5.15, we're doing a parade right down Main Street. I heard the big guy might be coming down from the North Pole. Oh. So just, uh, you know, it, be ready for that. There you go. Um, 5.45, we're lighting the tree in City Hall Park. Uh, and then after the lighting uh, from 5.45 to 7, stick around for hot chocolate, Carolyn. It's just a beautiful nice. it's a beautiful event. Nice to see friends, family there. For sure. Really excited for it next year because we're working with the Opera House and we're going to be lighting up the outside of City Hall. Nice. So I don't know if you've been there for this event before, but there's like a black hole, right. you know, over where City Hall <laughs> yeah, is. Right. There's no lights. Next year they're doing this ambient lighting, great. Um, which is a really exciting project. Um, so it'll be great this year. Next year will be even better. Great. That sounds fine, LaVey, yeah. I swear. You know what I missed this year, which I was so mad about, the Rotar- Rotarian Breakfast. Yes. That is, honest to goodness, that is the best. It's so much fun seeing the who's who and Barry dishing out the food. Yes, but it is. But it's, it's excellent food. So um, I really want to thank you very much for joining us. It was um, fantastic being here. Thank, thank you. you. Um, and I just want to take a few minutes to let everybody know, as I announced last week, this is my last day here on Vermont Viewpoint. And uh, I'll be back if people need me to co-host or to substitute host. So I'll be available for that. But I want to thank everybody at DMV. Thank all my fabulous guests. I have a few go-to guests that I should list, but you know who you are. And I need to thank my producers, um, Greg and Danny. Oh, yes, we can't forget Peter. And Lee Cattell, who's always uh, helping me out in a jam. And, of course, Steve Cormier, the manager. So, uh, And thank you all for tuning in. The comments on Facebook were, incre- were just incredible. They had me in tears. So thank you all very much. I'm sure whoever takes my place will do a wonderful job. And um, stay tuned. The, the Vermont Viewpoint will be on next third. What is today? Tuesday. Thursday. It's a thing that you can't deal with when you're old as days. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? Anyway, thank you all very much. Love you so much. See you. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV.